Welcome to Everybody Loves Reagan, the officially unofficial podcast for the Americans on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aronovich. And today we are talking about season three, episode two, entitled Baggage. Uh, what did you think overall about this episode, Aaron? Uh, it's a great episode. It was, has... was it great? Was it great? I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Hmm. Uh, okay, sure. You caught me in my own hyperbole. Uh, <laughs> it it certainly was one of the mo- most disturbing episodes I've seen. Oh, that like, beginning. Uh, I'd have to go back to the old ice hole in Fargo mm-hmm. before I found something that kind of similarly chilled me. Yeah. Just something about the bloodless way of them, and very real. Mm-hmm. I read in an interview that they used a combination of dummies, an actual real-life contortionist, and <laughs> oh, really? the living model to get those shots composited together to make it look that gruesome. Yeah, it did. It definitely wasn't CG. And then the the FX people, uh, you know, uh, they really brought bit. their A game there. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the Walking Dead uh foley guys probably had the most fun of any show because they really get hog wild at the wet squelching noises but that the, the limb snapping oh yeah there's yeah. more limb had... snapping in that one second that one scene than all of the uh protector <laughs> uh, i don't think that's true i think that's more hyperbole <laughs> but it was gruesome and it did have my stomach churning and for that that opening scene gets uh, a plus. Yeah, got a. Um, I actually went and did a deep dive of the uh, American subreddit, and I've brought forth some theories that we'll Ooh. be discussing. I'm kind of excited about. Okay, I have some some theories. Some probably not as full fledged mm. and well thought out theories. I don't know that, that these but... are full fledged or well thought out. They just okay. Either maybe go huh or ooh or ha ha. Ah, so that's right. what you're getting. That's what you're getting. Why don't you tell us about this episode to start off with? This episode is a clone of previous one. It was uh, uh, directed by Daniel Sackheim and written by Joe Fields and Joe Weisberg, who the latter of which is the actual CIA agent. Ah, uh, okay. former CIA agent. But... Yeah, couldn't give us his name if he wasn't. <laughs> no, and and I really Joe Weisberg. I, that's not his real name. Sure, no. But uh, yeah, they they uh, it's it's everything I said last week goes for them. And yeah, that's the episode. Okay, uh, where do we want to start? Can we play the name as... game because like, oh, baggage right. just seemed like it was totally unconnected to anything going on in the episode. I don't think that's true. With really? uh, Annalise being packed into a bag, ah. uh, I think. Stan has a lot of baggage uh, that he's trying to deal with. Yeah, I guess that was. A I think of those. Elizabeth herself has a lot of baggage that we find out about in this episode. Yeah, poor I think there's plenty of baggage. Poor Annalise. But what do you expect when you got a name? You're named after uh, rectal lubricant. Annalise, is that, is that right? Come on, Annalise. Never that's, heard that's of it. A, that's that's the Primo brand. I, I was thinking, is her like middle name KY or something? <laughs> like. No, that's not specific to rectums. It's it's analies. <laughs> oh, it is when I use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wondered about the 128 ounce tub that you had, <laughs> but not, not any longer. Sure. Uh, where do you want to start with with, with Yusef? How about that? Uh, I was going to start with Nina because it's kind of unconnected okay. to anything else going on. And here's that... where my crazy theories come in. Oh, good. Right off the bat, I saw a couple people uh, on. Uh, Reddit and our forums and Shane Bowman over on the Natter uh, Facebook horn it up on another podcast. He said uh, that he, they're all dissatisfied that they even brought Nina back. 
Like, why yeah. Why bring Nina back? She's just going to be pissing and shitting in a bucket. She's not. They're doing something with her. Like, all, I don't believe that any of this stuff with her being uh, put into a cell with some French girl and her being called in to talk to the Minister of Railways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, you know the, he's, Oleg you know, has connections but to that's this his guy. dad. I know. Okay. I know. Because I didn't realize that until they have different last names well into the scene. Yeah. Um, but... That's going somewhere else. I don't think they brought him in just to tell Oleg, "Oh, it was all fake. I didn't love you after all." I, I don't. I don't buy that for ha- a second. That French girl is there for a reason. They are trying to get information about the FBI out of First her. First of all, something. she's from Belgium, which obviously is going to be a Van Damme tie-in. He's going to come in leading. She says she's French, though. He's or she cut... at least speaks French. She speaks French, but she's yeah. from Belgium. Okay. Uh, he's going to lead a team of street fighters sure. in there mm-hmm. to save the day. M. Bison will be involved somehow. Uh, as long as he can travel through time, he'll be okay. So my, I wonder, my, you have a theory on this whole situation. I have one, too. What's your theory? Uh, like I said, I think they are they are trying to, in a a sort of roundabout way figure out what she knows about the FBI and may not be telling them. Because, hmm. I mean, as far as they're concerned, she's a traitor and a spy at sure. this point. And she, she didn't get any information from Stan, and so well, she, they want to find out what she actually knows about Stan, and they don't think she's telling them that. So I think they're after something in her head. All right. And they're uh, playing a game here. I have an alternate theory. Okay. They're still playing a game, but this Igor, Stan's dad... Mm-hmm. Wants to make his son happy, wants to save this woman, and this Mary agent is a is, is a deliberate plant to test Nina's loyalty and to see if she okay. really was, you know, for the Rodinia or whether yeah. this, you know, she was really because, you know, she's like a triple agent. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I thought was humorous, not humorous, but ironic when she was squatting over that bucket pissing. It's like this is all over American stereos. Her her the the, the the root crime the caviar and the the root crime was her <laughs> smuggling bootleg boot box boom boxes. Uh huh. Like you know that's why like blackmail man yeah never once because I, I can't think of anything that you would do in response to blackmail that wouldn't be worse than the thing they're blackmailing you for. Like, no matter how, how embarrassing or any of that stuff. But then again, I'd lead a pretty boring life. Okay. There is nothing anyone could blackmail me with. I wouldn't just be like, fuck it, tell it. I'll <laughs> tell them first. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Get that out in the open. You know what I thought was absurd about this whole thing? What's that? Not her pissing in the bucket, but that the velour tracksuit seems to be the uniform of Russian prisons, <laughs> Russian labor camps. Sure. I thought that was a little surprising. Sure. Uh, and, and this whole time, I'm like, I'm looking at that girl they throw in there with her. I'm looking at the guy, the Ministry of Trains, and I'm thinking, something's up here. This show has got me paranoid, as paranoid as the people in the FBI and oh, s- sure, something's the KGB. Going something's yeah. going on. Do you think... I think that's effective, though, right? Like, they want the audience paranoid. Yeah. And it lets them introduce a whole lot of plot points that don't necessarily have to pay off. Mm, yeah. And we're not really mad about it, because that's the way real-life spies work. Sometimes you go down a lead, and it's nothing. Or it's a deliberate yep. plant, or it's a sabotage. And uh, So the other thing I want to talk about that might be in connection with Nina mm-hmm. is the idea of... Carrie's mom coming to visit the United States or vice versa. Yeah. I feel... You said last episode this was something they could not do. 
It was too risky. But I also thought I, I don't know that the show firmly believes that and also it doesn't seem like it it, it seems like with the it opening up with the u.s smuggling in a russian national through a case a crate yeah that they're setting up the idea and even philip saying hey this is something we do very well infiltrate and just like disguises people. just like disguises. just like this we're no, we're no slouch ourselves yeah uh i feel like that they are setting it on the table for us to think about i think you're right and is Somehow Nina going to be involved with this? Is there going to be like a, a, a Russian try to a Russian swap where they they bring Carrie over and they bring uh, I forget the stealth technician guy's family like they do some kind of swap or is Nina what if, what is if, Nina going to be involved in breaking that guy to try? I'm wondering. So so Stan goes to his wife this episode uh-huh. and basically gets shot down. He's looking for something. His wife's not giving it to him. Uh, and, and I feel like he kind of cracks a little bit, uh, after Oleg threatens him. Something, yeah. What if the Russians were to trade Nina for their defector, the one that they smuggled in, the FBI smuggled in this time, at, at kind of Stan's doing? Like, Stan, Oleg goes to Stan and says, hey, they're willing to trade Nina for that defector. And Stan makes that happen kind of behind the back of the FBI in a way. And Nina continues as a double agent? <clears throat> potentially yeah I mean, that's the only reason why the russians would do that right oh, well no. to get their defector back yeah so to get that information her. yeah 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 okay yeah so that would be the russian motivation i think that would be interesting because that that also pits stan against his own agency and his own country again you know and, and that was ha- one of the most interesting parts of last season yeah and he has that kind of horsepower to probably do it because he seems like he's the head of her security detail. I think so. So he could yeah. probably make it happen in such a way that it seems... Make it look like an accident. Yeah. Like, he'll probably get slapped on the wrist because, obviously, if you let your, you know, security detail get kidnapped... <laughs> Here's all he has to do. He has to go to Gad. He has to say... He put a bandage on his nose and say, she punched me. She got me. I mean, look at you. It happened <laughs> yeah, to you. Right. She's, a, she's a tiger. <laughs> she's a Hulk. I think that would be pretty cool. All right, yeah, we'll uh, see. we want to talk about Yusuf next. Okay, yeah. I'm having a hard time getting a beat on old Yusuf. Yusuf seemed to be turned remarkably easy. Like, I get right. it. You know, he murdered this woman, and that is a terrible crime. <laughs> uh, and I think he was in shock when it happened a little bit. But if he he has to have some form of diplomatic immunity, or at least there would be some kind of shitstorm over just bringing him to trial... And I feel like his people would be super sympathetic to this girl was trying to turn me and then her handler came in and I had to kill her. And then I told him that I'd go along with it. But now I'm going to I feels like that this this is continuing Philip kind of being sloppy about handling Yosef. Yeah, Yusuf. And I wonder what he's up to. You know, I mean, there's this meeting that he sets up. But he's got a lot of time to think about it. And, you know, the way he's staring out that window, kind of pondering things, has me a little worried that maybe this meeting and it kind of, it, Philip and Elizabeth having to call an audible during it and follow a car. And also this meeting is serving his be, own ends, I think. That's that's what I'm wondering. Because yeah. he is not a religious fundamentalist. He's kind of a secular Muslim. Yes. And mm-hmm. he's basically telling the CIA, what you guys are doing are funneling money into a bunch of religious nut jobs. Uh, fanatics, which we later know to be true, uh, sure, yeah. and you know you want to get the money to someone else's hands, my hands. That it simultaneously probably you know 
furthers his real geopolitical goal. Uh, it gets a vast amount of money into his personal hands and also plays along with Philip's scheme. That's the thing. Like I, I feel like he's working for his own ends, but in ways that don't look like it to Philip and Elizabeth. Yeah, I don't we know. We want that list of names still. And sure. Like, they end the episode without ever saying what they got out of that bar meeting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear that they Other got than a couple the guys. Lights. They got they got the photos of all the people. They got license plates of all the people. That's gold yeah. if you want to find out someone's identity, right? Yes, definitely. Uh, but that hasn't gone anywhere yet. I'm I'm sure it's going other places. Speaking of that bar scene, uh, did you know that? Do you know who Tony Kornheiser Kornheiser is? No. He's the white Jewy guy on uh, Pardon the Interruption, which is the ESPN kind of debate, sports debate show. Okay. And <laughs> he's like a huge fan of the show. He's always talking about on PTI and like how much he enjoys Carrie Russell's work and all that stuff. And he got mm-hmm. a brief cameo. Uh, so oh. if you're a sports fan, uh, you'll enjoy that. I thought it was a missed opportunity because they they – they walk past his bar. These people have this boisterous conversation about sports. It's like if they just set him across from a chubby black guy, that would be like the ultimate PT, the background PTI homage. <laughs> All right. Just screaming at each other about something going on on the screen. That that would sure. be awesome. Uh, I had another point I wanted to make. Oh, super impressed with this bar's beer list in the 80s. Right? I was thinking, man, that... And I was writing a snarky joke about I got Bud, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, Coors, Coors Light, and I'm like, oh yes, the the '80s bar scene. And then she just ro- rolled on these, like you know, oh yeah, fairly decent, not exactly craft. Brews, you know, the, the, but... the craft brew scene wasn't really much of a thing back then. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was impressed in the 2000s. So I was impressed. De- definitely, that's what I mean. Like it's you didn't really cuts. have all these craft breweries, so yeah. to have as many as they did. Uh, you know, Aaron. Yeah, I don't Sierra have, Nevada. Was I don't one of them. have a drink here. Uh, what whiskeys do we have? Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I wanted you to rattle off a long. Oh list no, of, I couldn't never do mind. it. Uh, okay. Whistle Pig, Johnny Walker, Bullet Bourbon. Can All right, joke thwarted. <laughs> well, not for the last time. I'm where jokes go to die. Uh, the other thing I was looking at in that bar scene was the fight that was on the TV. Mm. Uh, trying to place a date, but I think the Reagan commenting about Brezhnev's death puts it a couple of days, maybe max out from last episode. Right. And I'm like that they're dealing with it now and kind of, um, yeah. What do you call that? Um, it's not, I guess it makes sense that him dying of natural causes wouldn't be as big of like, Oh my God, world war three as Reagan being assassinated. Sure. Yes. So, I mean, I you know, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on, supposedly of natural causes with political candidates and stuff in Russia occasionally. <laughs> but I don't know that all that's hap- started happening yet. Yeah. Um. But no, I, just going back to this Yusuf thing, I just can't shake the feeling that he's turned way too quickly. And when he identifies himself as essentially when he said, my people are dying in Afghanistan, when he said, who are you? I feel like that's saying I'm a Russian. I thought so, too. I suppose he could be saying, like, he's an Afghani, but that would be... Were you kind of surprised he didn't didn't keep with the Swedish intelligence? I don't know what role the Swedish intelligence plays at this time. I don't either, and I don't think uh, Yusuf does either, but, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, some of the... I don't want to insult Sweden. Uh, I, I guess the junior varsity... 
like you know they're not they're not the United States or France or they're like sure. a second tier down. They still have intelligence agencies and they still have an active. I mean that's not exactly the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's more like the friend of my friend is yeah. wanting to keep tabs and making sure things are really happening. You know, I mean, I I feel like that that is a fairly good coverage story for an enemy spy. Yeah, when I heard an him affiliated say, but friendly intelligence agency. Yeah, I would think that would be okay. I, right. I was surprised when I heard him say what he said. Uh, because yeah, that outs him as Russian almost certainly. Um, what did you think of the Paige and Elizabeth and Philip developments? I think that ah yeah. Uh, I noticed it last episode, but this episode especially, they are really uh, not. It's not just aging her up. They are going the Sally Draper route, where they're intentionally having her strike poses and hold her chin at certain angles, and she's dressing. Just like Elizabeth. Like, when they were standing yeah. there at the island and she's reading the newspaper, uh-huh. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's Elizabeth yeah. Jr. And I think She's Phil, doing her hair differently. and Not differently, like her goddamn mother. Yeah. And and I think Phil was even looking... Philip was even looking at, like, oh, my God. He was seeing... I mean, obviously, he was bothered by her, I don't know, growing up and, and reading newspapers and what <laughs> that means as far as her future. But it's also just stunning how much they're making her look like Elizabeth. Yeah. To what end? Uh, so I think there's a lot of stuff in here about that in particular. Um, and it's tied up with Elizabeth's mother and father. We get a scene, a very short scene of a flashback where Elizabeth is talking to her mother. Um, and he, she's saying, you know, we should go honor my father, uh, by visiting his memorial or whatever. She's like, no, we're not going to do that. Your father was a defector. Uh, and she's very much on the side of the the Russian government when it comes to political issues. Sure. Uh, and uh, we find out later that that's what pushed Elizabeth in that direction as well, partially. Isn't it interesting that also this dynamic of her father being a deserter or, you know... Yep, that's uh, where I'm going. It, okay, got gotcha. <laughs> yeah, her, her father is a deserter. Her father is Philip in this scenario. Mm-hmm. She is her mother in this scenario. They are in a very, very similar situation with Paige. Now, they both kind of draw different conclusions from that, right? I mean, you got Philip and Elizabeth shoving bodies into bags, sure. breaking up bones. Like so much celery. And and Philip makes a hell of a point. Uh-huh. Like, you do, what do you expect? If she goes into this, what do you expect? We just broke a body into pieces and shoved it in a bag. Yeah. That is either going to happen to our daughter or she's going to be the one doing it. Right. Either way, it's bad. Right. I am totally on his side with that. Sure. Uh, he wants an easy life for his daughter. I can't blame him for that. What everybody wants. Yeah, except um, for Elizabeth. She wants her fa- her daughter to be a revolutionary. Yes, and I see why she's saying that stuff. Although I we don't know the relationship she had with her father really. Um, I don't know when her father died. Uh, and exactly, is there more to it than him just being a yeah, deserter? Th- there could be. There could be. And. and and because, I, I'm not sure how she feels about his situation. Because it seems like what I know of Russian uh, politics and the way they, they think, it seems very unlikely that if that was the whole story, that Elizabeth would be recruited as a deep cover agent. Like, that's mm, the kind of... Yeah. If your father was a traitor, that's the kind of stain that... Yeah. I mean, maybe if they took you out of your home when you were three years old and he was a traitor and they put you in a solid you know, hero of the Soviet Union family uh-huh. where the mother's got 13 kids and the father died fighting the Germans while his tank was on fire. Uh-huh. And you're just 
spoon-fed propaganda from birth, th- maybe. But but she's sixteen. That kind of that kind of tickled my spidey sense too. There's got to be more yeah. to that story. I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that. You know, they're in a very similar situation with Paige, and it was interesting to me to see Paige talking about college. Paige is fourteen years old. I have never heard of a fourteen year old who gives a shit about what college they're going to. Oh, I don't know. I think it, that's about the time you, when you start high school. So about the time you start thinking about, oh, if I want to get in this school, I got to maintain these grades and I got to get these prerequisites and yeah. I got to do these clubs. And mm. You didn't freshmen's in college. I I don't know about that, man. Uh, you mean high school? Or, I, or yeah, sorry, in high school. Well, it's weird because we both that's grew up in a early. cult. And yeah. neither of us had, you know, uh, aspirations for college. Uh, so, but I just remember there was a lot of pressure to start worrying about things hmm. like... From you know, counselors or from other students? Yeah. Or, okay. yeah, especially if you're a bright student yeah. and had good grades. They're like, you know, you got these scholarships available. And, you know, if you do so-and-so on the uh, SAT scores and... Yeah, the other thing I, I like about it, though, is it also makes me think that Paige is wanting to get out of this family. Like she's counting no, the she days. She said almost. as much last year. It's like as soon as yeah. I'm 18, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And that kind of puts a, a ticking <laughs> clock on Elizabeth, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she I mean, can't wait around forever, and and she knows it. Her she's tooth, got approximately four seasons left with <laughs> the turn page. <laughs> sure, her tooth is another indicator of that, right? Like I feel like she comes to Philip and she says, you know, the stuff with Paige is not going away. She's biting into grape seeds. She can't go to the dentist, but this pain won't go away. Oh, see, I feel like I... that's wrapped up in the page predicament one of our feedbackers uh shep sent in that exact or was it shep maybe it's bronco oh, I, i've got it in the the shit. feedback section sorry didn't mean to step on that but no no um and i was going to be like i don't get that at all like i guess it's really? kind of at a little bit of a telltale heart but if you got it too then i think well it's then it must be right. yeah no i mean like you know one's a coincidence two's a trend if you got three in here then it's, right. it's a certainty uh, so I, I think that that's probably something they're going for. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about the ending of this episode where Elizabeth comes to Philip and says, it's not going away. Uh, you remember like, he, here's the story of me and my mother yeah. and how she pushed me into it. And then that seems to some, for some reason, affect Philip deeply or he doesn't know what to make of it or something, but I'm not sure what to make of his reaction to it, honestly. Right, right. I, I don't know why that would cause him to step back and say, maybe this is a good thing. Right. Do you, speaking of uh, her mother, mm-hmm. we got another scene with Gabriel in this episode. Oh, yeah. And he said in between season one and season three, he'd gone back to Russia and seen her mother. Mm-hmm. I am at a loss of what this guy's cover story is. I really want to know what's the significance of them being so intimate and so unguarded around each other in this guy's private home. This guy can go back to fucking Russia Mm -hmm. back and forth in less than a year's time, and his cover is still so solid that no one questions. Like, it's really bothering me, and it, 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 I hope it's significant because they've never interacted with any of their handlers or any of the other agents like this. It's no, like you right. cannot, you have to appear like you ha- can't know each other at all costs. And this guy's traipsing back and forth to from the USSR to, you know, where do they live? Is it, it's DC, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's Baltimore. Yeah, could it's could Baltimore, potentially yeah. be Baltimore, yeah. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that mm. kind of pays off. Yeah, I'm with you. I think something is weird there. He's he's got some other status that we're not aware of. Right. Uh, how about Stan? We haven't talked much about Stan this episode. Uh, I have a confession. You like Stan now. His balls grew, and you like him more. Uh, yeah, him. Yep, I knew him, it. <laughs> like Oleg, because I was like, you know, Oleg's on your knees. I'm like, man, this is horseshit. Uh, <laughs> why? If 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 you're in that situation, why would you ever comply with the order of yeah. on my knees? Like, if you want to shoot me, shoot me, dick. I sure. ain't getting. I ain't blowing you before I go out. And him then saying, "I'm turn. You're gonna have to shoot me in the back," and then walking. That yeah. Uh, I I felt for the first time this guy's got some bottom to him. Did you feel like he did it because he has nothing left to lose? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> like he called his son, didn't get anywhere. I mean, yep. that's such an act of desperation to go to your, I guess, still wife who is shacked up in her love nest with her S man. Oh yeah. And what did he expect to happen there? I, well, I mean, I clearly a rekindling. Because <laughs> he's a fool, then he said all that stuff. But when she got on her knees and like cupped his face uh-huh. and said, "I'm so glad you're set," and he went to go, ki- he went to go kiss her. Oh, I know. He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, this is exactly what I wanted," and <laughs> then good. got shut down. So no surprise. He's got no Nina. Mm-hmm. He's got no Sandra. He's got no what is his no son. I don't know his friends. Name. I think his son's Matthew, something like that. Uh, he's got no relationship with his dog. Uh, <laughs> he's got nothing, man. And he just had nothing. a brush with death. So yeah. he's he's on he's on the rocks, man. Yeah, there's a life on the rocks, uh, and he's renting pornos from some seedy rental joint, you know, and walking down alleys to do it. Like, what the hell is he doing, man? Hey, man, you, that's the '80s. You, <laughs> a lot the, of just a lot of alleys and pornos. Uh, let's see, what was? I guess it was ninety. My my renting porn career was like ninety five to ninety seven, approximately. Huh, all right. <laughs> Because there wasn't, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't get internet porn videos back at the time. Yeah, not good videos, that's for sure. You get, like, GIF images. Maybe. If you're maybe, lucky. Maybe. Yeah. If, if, if you wanted to wait forever for them to download. So, <laughs> and it was, uh, I remember the burning shame. The, the, the going the, the late room. nights, waiting for no one else to be in the room, sneak in the back room. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, how many minutes will I have in here? I got to grab something. <laughs> I wasn't old enough for that at the time. Like, yeah, you're the soft generation. It just flows. The yeah. sludge flows. Thr- the bits just flow over just, you just, like... Yeah, like, uh, like warm I'm, butter. I'm not going to make any sexual analogies there. That's horrifying. But uh, yeah, Stan's written pornos. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, you know I, the man has needs. I, I did like uh, Stan a lot more this episode, too. Uh, I, But sometimes I do kind of get the vibe that you're talking about with him being just milk toast. Stan. I, I just he's so emotionally shut down and repressed and yeah. full of shit it's hard to relate to him um so i really liked when he uh kind of th- showed some emotion when he had the phone call he's in his glass case of emotion <laughs> and when he told oleg to kind of like you know shit or get off the pot yeah yeah it was badass too good for him uh i don't know what else i have to talk about here i mean uh, we talked about a lot of stuff yeah i got a couple things um okay. So speaking of the defector, she works for I I wasn't super impressed with what she did in <laughs> Russia. It doesn't seem like it, she'd have that much it information. It seemed like she just read magazines. Yeah. She 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 stayed up on us weekly and people. She, all and... aspects of geopolitical significance <laughs> in the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. I 
and, and I guess it, she's just, I mean, would they grab any old Russian that worked in any old department and, hey, will you say a bunch of bad shit about Afghanistan? We can parade you around for propaganda purposes. Probably. And so I don't know what's special about her. I don't think she's super special. It's not like they nabbed a head of a intelligence agency or anything, sure. but I just think, you know, it's it's another piece of the puzzle that they want to try and put together. She has some information. Uh, Tatiana certainly seems intrigued by this whole propaganda angle. So uh, who is Tatiana? Tatiana is the replacement for Nina, who... Uh, Oh, okay. Who goes to Oleg this episode? Yeah. After what's what's Oleg's boss? God damn it. Arcady. Uh, Arcady. Mm-hmm. Arcady just warned him to be careful around her. And he's already making jokes at you know, he's already she's I feel like she's already cracking him open a little bit and she's yeah. trying to recruit him because he's like, you know, what do you want me? This is like human intelligence. I'm I'm science and technology. This and is she's like it's all about the propaganda. This is playing into my theory that that they that she is there for some reason to figure out what Oleg's plan is. Hmm. She is sent in specifically to negotiate some sort of information dump from Oleg or find out if he's a traitor or keep him under wraps, keep him under uh, lock and key there. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, the, the two ends of this are Nina and Oleg and... I think they're both being watched. Uh, they're both being controlled and manipulated. Tatiana's his Mary. Is, that, is the that the girl, girl in the... Yeah, okay, yeah. yes, exactly. She starts sharing food with him, then we'll know. Yeah. Know for sure. Yeah, here's... What did she throw on her plate? I don't know, whatever. It looked like a piece of bread, but then she was eating bread. I don't know. I know, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what... It's like, it's probably just bread and water diet there in the Soviet yeah. Union when you're in the not innocent people prison. <laughs> yeah, it's a labor camp, apparently. Uh, they're not doing much said. laboring. Didn't look like much I gotta say that, like, I don't think the accommodations were particularly hellish, but the fact that there is nothing to do in that room would drive me fucking crazy. Like, I could do Welcome long time, hard time if I have a television and a book and maybe the internet connection. Sure. But you just got a cot... And a bucket. Some and... would argue that's just what my house is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and all I want to do is spend more time there. Yeah. Uh, if, but, but if you just, just have a bucket and a cot and time, yeah, that is hell. That's when people start hatching escape plans. She's looking at that crack in the wall going, you know, I could fit through there. That's when people, and, and part of the, and, and, and a viable escape plan is suicide, too. Like, that's I wonder true. if that's going to be a subplot, how desperate she'll get. Because she was pretty... When Mary first came there and started that freak, like low grade freaking out, it was really bothering Nina. Yeah, I'm not sure why though. Exactly. Okay, I got uh, I got a theory about Paige. Another one. All right, bring it. Uh, Elizabeth, as she gets more serious about recruiting um, Paige, one potential tool she has in her toolbox is Hans, the young man that she is training. <laughs> Uh, the and and that was Sick mentioned honor. that was mentioned in conjunction, like it wasn't in conjunction, but you know they they talked about Hans and they need a crew and is he ready? And then they smoothly started talking about Paige. Mm-hmm. We know how the center tried to recruit the two spies' son last year. They sent a pretty little thing after him. Oh my god! And is his, Hans a plant? 
Is that what you're saying? Hans is actually a super spy. Look, who, they, who she thinks she's training, but is actually there. To... I, I don't want to sound too copper conspiracy. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I'm saying that we know what the sinner did in the past. You're right. We know they're not going to take no for a page. Mm-hmm. In the past, they slipped in this like little double agent on under their own parents' nose. That could totes happen here. Wow. That would be kind of awesome. I know he's a lot old. I don't know how much older he is than Elizabeth. He could be anywhere between 18 and 24. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, What's-Her-Butt was a hell of a lot older than the kid last season, and she was Kate, seducing yeah. his pants off. So mm-hmm. I don't think they care. And, uh, you know, teenagers can totally be seduced by older people. It happens all the time. I yeah, mean, right. <laughs> it's a crime for a reason. It's just too fucking easy. Um Let's see. There's one other thing I want to talk about. Oh, yes. A Reddit theory. Hot Reddit theory. All right. Bring it. Uh, lots of emphasis on how much the defector loves her Milky Way bars. Would be a great way to assassinate okay. her. A little cyanide in that Milky Way. Is this uh-huh. a, little, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of a ricin theory? Hmm. Like in, twice in one episode, she who, can't get enough of this. Who and she's would getting do from, it and why? Stan could do it. Stan could easily poison her Mars bar. Why? To get neat, like I'm, I'm, bu- I'm building, I'm, I'm spinning this Reddit theory into your theory. Instead All right. Of, instead okay. instead, instead of, sh- of trading her, he just kills her directly. Yeah, just and it says, be, "Look, I'll do it for you." Yeah, and that would be completely. I mean, how would you trace that? She got it from some random thing, and they knew where we were going to be. Someone, there's a leak in her office, and because. I'm, I'm going to build on to another theory. I just just, <laughs> just made the connection now. We know right. his subconscious knows that Martha is stealing documents. Yeah. He could pin it all on Martha. Hmm. She unwittingly gave the, uh, or maybe wittingly gave the itinerary away, or the leaks coming from her, and, you know, the, she gets poisoned. There's no suspicion on Stan, and mm-hmm. Stan somehow gets Nina back, or maybe delivered safely. I mean, I there's no way, I don't know. Nina comes back to Stan... Even if she's a double I agent, I don't see how in the hell. I don't know. I guess I, I don't see how that works. Their relationship has got to be over. It's not over in Stan's mind, which I think is key. And is is her being safe enough for him? Is that enough for him to like? Uh, mm. right, there's no illusion about you having a relationship. But just know that she'll be safe. I don't think it is. Given the scene we saw with him and his wife this episode, I don't think that would be Stan's mode of operation. Mm. I think Stan would. Uh, Go in and say, my life was just threatened, Nina. Uh, here I come for a kiss. That's yeah. what I think would happen. Okay. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about the Minister of Railways, Igor Pavlovich. Yeah. Which, AKA that's... A.K.A. Oleg's dad. Yeah, so that's the, you know, people... I, I saw that, I think Sepinwall in his review was a little confused because their last names didn't match, but that's yeah. a Russian deal. Like... Uh, we know Oleg's last name is Igorovich. That literally means son of Igor. And this guy's oh, e- oh, okay. So yeah. they do like a. I'm going to guess that Igor's like father's Johnson. name is pa- pa- Pavlov. Okay, all right. He did an experiment with the dogs. You might have read about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. He uh, and this guy, the actor plays him, does a shit ton of Russian work. He, I know, played one of the uh, lieutenants of Sean Connery in The Haunt for Red October. Uh, huh. He was one of the. Um, uh, KGB kind of handlers in 13 Days, the Kevin Costner Cuban Missile Crisis movie. He does yep. a lot of, of Russian work, and it's uh, cool to see him doing this stuff, too. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. Uh, where 
there's a whole speech about him and children being so disappointed and uh, that she wanted him to know that I wasn't pretending with him. I, I don't know exactly what all this means. I don't either. I it don't seems either. him visiting her in this episode, if we got this theory of Mary being kind of a test for her and Tatiana being a test for uh, Oleg, it seems a little bit on the nose to have him come out in episode two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Justified is bringing out their big bads in episode two. Why not? Is something going to happen with Ola? I mean, I wonder if Igor is going to st- somehow step over his bounds and he's going to end up being silenced or in prison and what Oleg's going to have to do to... I mean, he seemed... Yeah, so this is kind of a change of heart for him in, in a little way as compared to last episode where Oleg tries to call him up and say, hey, do me a favor, and he says no. Uh-huh. Now he is kind of doing Oleg a favor... Or maybe he's just checking up on her, seeing what it's all about. Sure. I don't know. I'm I'm definitely not sure where this is going. Uh huh. But all right. but they're setting they're sowing the seeds for something. All right. Uh, there we saw a scene of uh, Philip and Elizabeth doing a little office work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned about the October receipts. Are they actually doing travel agent work, or is this some kind of you know? Anytime I hear October. With a Russian, I'm thinking that's code word for something. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're worried about that submarine propeller. The still. October receipts in the red folder. The figures are revolutionary. On it. <laughs> uh, I think they're just doing the business stuff that they have to do. Okay. You know, it leads into a conversation. I think that's just a scene starter, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know... I, th- that's a great conversation because it shows that uh, Elizabeth is a rules breaker and also that her mother in her position unhesitatedly say, go serve your country, do whatever it takes. Yes. Which I don't know what I mean, Philip, I I don't know what they do with this relationship because they are just completely at odds, completely yeah. at odds with what they sh- think they should be doing for their daughter. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's that's what she says in this scene. You know, it's not going away. That's the They've last. Deal with it. That's the only, or that's the last thing I have to say about the episode proper. I got a little bit of feedback. Okay, uh, let's are we do that. Ready to transition to that? Yeah, I'm ready. But first, some bill payment. Okay. Uh, hey, if you like what we're doing here at uh, Bald Move, uh, we would like your support. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to do that. You can go to support.baldmove.com. A great way because like people are like, yeah, I don't know about this uh, monthly recurring stuff. I don't shop on Amazon. You can straight up give us cash. Uh, we take uh, PayPal and Bitcoin. If you're a giant crypto nerd, if you, if you're into this, uh, you know Russian. If you're a Russian agent, and you don't want your rubles, uh, you know, detected by the American fascist imperialist capitalist pigs. Uh, you can uh, you can wash that shit through Bitcoin. <laughs> everyone will be none the wiser. Could uh, send us foodstuffs in the mail if you want. And uh, now we are on an FBI watch list. <laughs> which just for one, accepting bitcoin which was one of well no i mean encouraging russian agents to launder their money by uh, donating. oh that would be awesome if bald move is an elaborate scheme to uh launder money transferred from russian agents and we were completely we were yeah. like the walt jr in the save walter white <laughs> campaign situation uh-huh, completely oblivious just dig wow i can't believe we get so many donations so, this month it's wonderful. so that would imply that either you or i but not both is pretending I just hope our our disguises can hold when we go uh, north of the border, when we defect the the glorious Canadian Empire. We've we've done the groundwork. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we've mastered 
this technique at this point. Sure, so, sure. We're good. All right, let's get on the feedback, which you can send to Americans at BaldMove.com or get on our forums at uh, forums.baldmove.com. Uh, Shep says, you spent quite a bit of time talking about the religious aspect of season two. Just wondering if the fact that you both grew up in the throes of Jehovah's Witness dumb, emphasis on dumb, yep. had anything to do with the, extensive as, the extensiveness of your discussion? Yeah. Sure. That's absolutely. very fair. Like, you know, I would say that influences 90% of what I do. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a formative life experience. Uh-huh. Spent a lot of time talking about it. Uh, I'm sure you guys know, but didn't mention, the dead handler Kate is the same actress who portrayed Richard Harrow's girl on Boardwalk Empire, season three and four. I did not know that. Whoa. But as soon as he said it, I'm like, yes, 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 she is. I was expect. I'm not used to her looking uh, not so Little House on the Prairie. A little more modern. Not quite modern, but a little more. Plus, she was like, I mean, not that uh, Richard Harrow's girl wasn't tough, too, because she had to put up with her father and all that crap. And And Richard Harrow. Jillian and Richard Harrow. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Kate, at the end, turned out to be uh, super tough. Yep. Uh, And a pedophile. (laughs) As it turns out. Those are not mutually exclusive. Uh, no, you're going to be a tough-as-hell pedophile. Sure. Uh, I, too, is wondering why they were focusing so much on the Est and Stan's wife. Maybe they're going to make Sandra's EST boyfriend a storyline this season. Maybe the Est leader will turn out to be said boyfriend. I don't think that's possible uh, because that was not him. the same guy. Yeah. But the fact that they cast the dude and Stan showed up in his house says that there's going to do they're going to do something with him, I think. I think so. I mean, it could have just been an awkward moment for them but i yeah i think they're gonna do more with him uh liz g said that was a difficult body disposal scene to watch <laughs> and to hear i don't mm-hmm. recall a more cringeworthy scene from the americans i'm having a hard time recalling a more cringeworthy scene period i, like, I, seen, I, I, I know they're out Hannibal, there but but uh well i mean man i've seen the first season of hannibal and nothing squicked me out like that of course it's a network show it's also like certain things get to me bone crunching yeah uh in that particular fashion is one of them like blood and guts eh, you know yeah kind of been there done that sort of thing but we've seen that this is something like novel and something you don't see every day so you're kind of not desensitized to it and it just looks so realistic slash natural yeah i think saw is probably one of those things where uh you can compare it to the scene in americans even though you know the american scene is nowhere near as graphic i haven't seen the visually saw, any of the saws i don't like torture i don't like the torture yeah, porn no it but it, but it has a similar effect hmm. on me certainly gotcha uh i i would think it would make maybe top five cringeworthy scene on television history mm, yeah maybe during the next tv uh the bald move <laughs> awards we can do a top 10 disturbing scenes all right um who does Yusuf think Philip is, or who does he th- think Philip represents? I thought it was pretty clear that it's understood that Philip's a Russian. Yeah. I did, anyway. Um, what does Elizabeth think Paige would be doing for the KGB if recruited? It's clear that Philip is afraid of what will happen to Paige. Do you think Elizabeth is a little naive in thinking that, uh, you know, she's not going to have to worry about stuffing bodies in suitcases yeah. or being stuffed in the suitcase? Absolutely. I don't, in fact, I, I can't. I can't understand how could she she can argue that with a straight face. Yeah, she puts herself in danger every night. Like, every single night. The only way she can possibly counter that is, well, it's Paige's decision. If Paige wants to take that risk to serve our country, that's that's her decision, and we need to be prepared for her to take that. Not to just deny, oh, that will never happen. I think she doesn't use that... 
man, that excuse is flimsy when you say, okay, Paige is basically an American girl, right? She grew up in America. She was born in America. She doesn't know anything about her parents' secret lives. Like, you go to your daughter and say, do you want to be a Russian spy? She goes, no, I'm more concerned about, like, the latest Blondie album, honestly, Mm. Mom. That's not who Paige is, though. No, no, but... Henry, that might be how who Henry is. Man, I don't know. Because the nuke stuff is on both sides. Like, if she's all down with nukes, that's not just the Russians. It's the Americans, too, and I think she knows that. Mm. So that you can't really come at it from that angle, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's endlessly fascinating how people interpret geopolitical facts to suit whatever worldview they, you know, they decide on. Th- they say as much in this episode, propaganda is everything. Yep. yep. So maybe she is of the opinion that, you know, the Russians are the bad guys here, as I think all Americans were. Sure. At that time. Uh, I I don't know that they go to her and they say, be a Russian spy, and she says, okay, great. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't put it that way, but, I mean, it's like, it's a grooming Eventually process. you got to tell her what she's doing. We are seeing Paige, like, the very beginnings of this grooming process, where she's yeah. open to the idea of Americans being the aggressor, and they're not the good guys that you know, the Rocky fours of the world would have us believe. And that's step one. It'll be uh-huh. interesting to see where this winds up in, in uh, 11 episodes. I tell you what I'm really afraid of. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast yet. This, the, the ratings for this show are terrible. Ooh, yeah. yeah. It opened the 1.9 million people watching, which was respectable enough. It was actually an increase over the steady state traffic for last year. Uh, that was week one. Week two this week uh, got a point nine share. Those wow. are bridge-esque numbers. Those are actually representing a larger fall-off than the bridge experience in the first few shows, and we know what happened to the bridge. Now, the bridge is not wow. as good as the Americans, no. and it's certainly not as critically adored. So FX might choose to keep carrying it because, you know, we're losing Justified, and we... We need to have a couple flagship shows to win Emmys to kind of keep relevant as a brand. Like it's our, you know, the, the same way AMC carried mm. Mad Men and Breaking Bad because like we're trying to re. I don't, I don't know what FX how it's, FX feels about that. It's one of their more high profile shows. I mean, sure. Justified, despite having a bigger audience, is not that not much as bigger, high, though. not that much bigger, but bigger now. <laughs> right. uh, is not as high profile of a show. As You're the right. Americans. It doesn't get any. I mean, us. I think season two, it might have gotten some. Uh, I think Margot Martindale got an Emmy nod for that, right. or a Golden Globe or something. I, I would hope so. But yeah. Uh, it's yeah. But it's, then their other stuff is like cartoons and comedies, and like they don't have a ton of really serious dramas. True. No, no I, they they have a lot of dramas, but not anything that are as high a profile as the Americans. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I don't know. I thought that they're. I, I'm trying to think of it. I'm drawing a blank. Um, but I feel like they do have at least one other series that's kind of... They have, like, Tyrant? Tyrant's pretty no, bad. No, Tyrant's not. I don't even think it's getting a... It, it, it got renewed for a season. But, oh, um, see? Well, I just looked up The Strain, and it, it averaged over 2 million viewers a week and got okay. greenlit for a second season. That's probably as high profile as the Americans, I guess. But it's not... They're I mean, out it, there pimping it, but it's it, not as good. It's not a, it's not a showcase show. It's not a... Uh, it, it's not a critical darling. Yeah. So the Americans got that for it, but I just don't like if, if we're at point nine now and this thing slips to like the bridge did point six, point five, mm. that's just a death knell. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering 
what the creators would do. They got this awesome show that nobody's watching. Do you try to wrap it up and definitively uh, and do some reshoots to try to make season three wrap everything up? Make a movie, Firefly. Do you make a style. movie or do you go to or, or do you count on Netflix or Amazon picking you up? Because I feel like interesting. I, I I think the Netflix would be gagging for this show. They might be willing to pick it up and make some more seasons. What show did they do that with recently? Uh, uh, they they picked up out of uh, they picked up uh, the killing, which is yes. not which was a tanker in the ratings, uh, yeah. not nearly critically as well regarded. Yeah, I mean I don't know how the rights and all that stuff work, but if if something were to happen to Americans, I could think of way worser fates than then to land on sure Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a crazy shooting schedule somehow to get fit fit in with the budget and timeline on this show. Like I was reading an interview. Uh, with Matthews, is is it right, Reese? Reese, yeah. And he's saying that like they simultaneously shoot three or four episodes. Like you know, a lot of shows that we've talked to, like um, you know, the Justifieds and the Breaking Bads, it's like a seven day shooting cycle where every episode you get a new director and they bring in a new crew and you know the writers on set and they're collaborating and then they go on to the next one and they they might do some reshoots at the end, but mm-hmm. this it's like they're talking to that and he was working with three different film crews, two different directors on four different episodes. Wow. In a single week. <laughs> and it's like all shot out of sequence and they have like these big whiteboards where they map everything out. That's gotta make it so hard for an actor. I just wonder shooting like, out I, of sequence I feel like, like Netflix wouldn't make them do that. There might be a little bit more budget, but there certainly wouldn't be any kind of. It's like, well, when you get it done, we'll shit it out there, like we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'm scared though, because I really like the show, and yeah. that is a very low number for ratings. And I don't. I feel like if I was set, if I was guessing, this feels like a like a five season arc. Um. Okay. That they're and they're kind of in the middle of it. I don't know that they can wrap it up. I guess they could. I guess they could figure out some fate, ultimate fate for Paige, and it would work. Kind of the same way that season four, if, yeah. if if we never got a season five of Breaking Bad, season four would be a fine ending for Breaking sure. Bad. Mm-hmm. So I think they could do something like that. And then maybe it would okay. still be open for the further adventures of Paige, Elizabeth, and Philip. <laughs> That's what they'll call it on Netflix. Uh, I was right. It was Bronco Truck on the forums uh, talking about the tooth being a physical manifestation with Paige's issues. So you got simpatico with him there. All right. That's it. That's Good all I theory. Got. I like it. Uh, okay. If you'd like to send us more feedback, the Americans, uh, I'm sorry, Americans at baldmove.com. And please check out our forums at forums.baldmove.com. And uh, Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com yeah. slash baldmove, Twitter at baldmove. Those are the ways to contact us. Anything else, Jim? Uh, no. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya. See ya.